So today uh, we're getting into the Law of One session 80 and um, approaching the last um, portion in the last uh, quadrant of the 106 sessions. Uh, this was received February 27, 1982, 23 exchanges. Most Half of it is on psychic attack and dynamics of um, black magic, or the negative entity and what they were, what it was trying to do to Carla. In the second portion of the session, probably will take two weeks for it, um, it focuses on the archetypes associated with the spirit complex, the cycle of uh, seven cards and nodes, concept complexes, archetypes associated with transformation of spirit. And um, those are 15 cards, 15 to 21. And uh, we may get into that today, but certainly uh, next time, if not. So uh, we'll start 80-0, Ra's greeting, a little bit in brackets. I am Ra, I greet you. We greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. And they launch right into some discussion um, about... Making a correction and then last session uh, and then Carla's condition, they go on. Before we initiate this working, we would wish to correct an error which we found in previous material that archetype 5, which you have called the Hierophant, is the significator of the mind complex. And this is from session 79 where they said significator of body. So significator positions are 5, 12, 19, starts with uh, Hierophant card 5. Going on, this instrument is prey to sudden flares toward the distortion known as pain. We are aware of your conscientious attempts to aid the instrument, but know of no other modality available to the support group other than the provision of water therapy upon the erect spinal portion of the physical body complex, which we have previously mentioned. The ins this instrument's distortions of body do not ever rule out, shall we say, such flares during these periods of increased distortion of the body complex. Our contact may become momentarily garbled. Therefore, we request that any information which seems garbled be questioned, as we wish this contact to remain as undistorted as the limitations of language, mentality, and sensibility allow. We communicate now. So, in correcting previous session statement regarding significator of mind card five hierophant uh, they explain that it's it was mistakenly um, attributed as or, or spoken as significator of body what it is isn't. significator of mind is hierophant card five because of uh, pain flares in carla they know that she's that they're helping the group is very being conscientious which uh, you know indicates they're they are um, aware and doing their best and quite vigilant and careful and caring for her and there's no method other than uh, water therapy or um, like jacuzzi kind of thing uh, that would help her pain flares and her back uh, erect spinal portion of the physical body on the spine the back that would help but there's not that much else that can help. She'll have those flares sometimes, therefore, uh, 
in those pain flare times, Ross said their contact can become momentarily garbled. It's interesting they said garbled, not mistaken. And so I can say they made a mistake, but actually they're saying that it, the contact was garbled because of the pain uh, flares or increased distortion of Carla's body. And so, you know, any naysayers who are uh, taking notes can uh, acknowledge that Ra didn't say they made a mistake, although we may think so. They call it um, the result of pain flares and contact momentarily garbled. Garbled is a funny way of putting it. Um, it doesn't even seem like garbled. Garbled is more like something like that, meaning uh, unintelligible or inaudible. But uh, they're, they're really saying they spoke the wrong word rather than mind. They said body, uh, the significator of body mistakenly, which for them was just the garble, uh, garbled um, misstatement, not a mistake exactly. And this final statement that uh, their intention is for the contact or the transmission to remain as undistorted as possible given the reality of the limitations of language mentality and sensibility um, language <laughs> uh, is a poor you know is a poor uh, teacher in general and uh, thought form is a poor instructor of reality or revealer of reality in general words naming activity are intrinsically um, mayak or illusory or a little bit inaccurate or quite inaccurate in describing or, or approximating reality and mentality also means that indeed um, some things are beyond our capacity to understand or some things um, with our current mentality we can't get even if the language is um, optimal. And sensibility is an interesting point. Maybe they sometimes um, there, there will be some misconceptions uh, or statements in the raw material that um, contrast our own sensibility. And that's just a more subtle point that uh, there are certain things that they may not have said to not offend our sensibility or some things that we may not understand from what Ross said, or in any communication with anybody or any teaching we're listening to, based on our, the limitations of our own sensibility. So we have lots of limitations, and those are in play in every any time there's a communication between ourselves and other, or uh, receiving a teaching. And there are also excellent teachings and teachers who didn't get beyond the limitations of uh, assumptions of sensibility of their own time period, their own nation, their own culture. So these are more subtle dynamics in terms of um, the limits to comprehension in this dimension in our life. All right, so going on, uh, we can see that Carla has been under some attack and has been having pain. So it continues in the questioning, 80.1, Don goes, thank you. Could you please give me the condition of the instrument? Ross says, this instrument is experiencing mild fluctuations of the physical energy complex, which are causing sudden changes from physical energy deficit to some slight physical energy. This is due to many what you, call, what you may call prayers and affirmations offered to and by the instrument 
offset by continual greetings whenever it is feasible by the fifth density entity of whom you are aware. In other respects, the instrument is in the previously stated condition. So, mild fluctuations associated with physical energy complex from deficit to energy, meaning deficit to some uh, sufficiency or, or um, some adequacy or some partial energy um, availability resource from from you know a, a negative to a slight positive which can be interestingly and is offset by prayers and affirmations so mm, sending prayers to other or sending prayers to oneself or others praying for us can help physical energy complex levels for sure as well as all sorts of you know qualities or aspects of spiritual healing prayer and affirmation um, can have very real physical body tangible results and again that's in in line with Ra's statement that I consider one of the most important statements in in the whole 106 sessions they said the physical and the metaphysical are inseparable and I think this is critical so if we want to understand what's happening in society in the world in humanity or the nature of culture and global society at this time in history, as well as our own uh, personal challenges or our own personal life dynamics, all of that physical, social, is inseparable from its causal metaphysical basis, or the nature and the dynamics of the causal metaphysical time-space invisible that gave rise or associated with the manifestation in global society, in personal life, in mind, body, spirit, in any way. So all manifestation um, is inseparable from its causal, invisible, metaphysical basis. And so uh, we're living in God's, <laughs> God's house, and um, we s easily see, we all see the material. Um, but only, with, only for those who have eyes to see can we see or keep learning and developing uh, the seeing of the metaphysical and the invisible uh, but we can and the the key to seeing is heart heart chakra and that's why the eyes relate to the heart 5.4 and so uh, she also was being uh, you know had continual psychic attack 5d negative entity and Don goes on to question more 80.2 Don says I had to leave the room for a forgotten item after we performed the banishing ritual, did this have a deleterious effect on the ritual or the working, meaning his having to leave the room after the ritual? Ross said, were it, the only, were it the only working, the lapse would have been critical. There is enough residual energy of a protective nature in this place of working that this lapse, though quite unrecommended, does not represent a threat to the protection which the ritual of which you spoke offers. So, it's not a good idea to leave the space after performing a ritual, positive or negative, white or black. Uh, it breaks the magic circle, in a sense. It, um, it breaks the seal of the Atanor, um, sort of crucible, uh, ritual space in which the, the ceremony or ritual is performed, and changes the metaphysical dynamics. And 
if it was the only um, working, meaning if this was the first time and the only time they did the banishing ritual, then his leaving the room would have had an effect. It would have been critical. In fact, it probably would have neutralized the protective effect of the ritual. Right? This is there. There are a couple of rituals they're doing before every session. One is banishing to protection, uh, protection against negative entities. Uh, banishing distortion. <laughs> negative entities uh, are living on the way of distortion and uh, deformation. But the second is a fire ritual or some kind of um, fire activity, <clears throat> which is associated with strengthening her physical complex. So there is um, cumulative effect by um, as produced by both white and black um, efficiently performed ritual. White and black ritual, white and black magic performed efficiently, correctly, uh, leads to a cumulative buildup. And what Ra called residual energy of a protective nature in this place of working. And so it's a protective ritual, the banishing ritual. The protective nature uh, is a metaphysical force or uh, is a very real intangible, tangible, or invisible, subtle, tangible, protective uh, force field like that, or build up of energy uh, that was protective, <clears throat> that uh, accumulates over time uh, because there was enough built up over time, the lapse or him leaving the room, the interruption or the break of the, the ritual seal, of the space, the sacred space, wasn't a problem, but um, it's not recommended to do that, but it wasn't a threat to the protection which the ritual of which you spoke offers. <clears throat> and so it's also true uh, that um, if one does uh, meditation in a certain space over months, week, weeks, months, years, that that space um, becomes um, sanctified. Um, a certain quality of energy field is established, not only by ritual, but also by meditation, also by study. I mean, if you look at, um, you know, um, a great sage, the, 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 the hut or the, the cell of a great monk or sage, the, the space itself is sanctified. And by the working that's been performed over long term there <clears throat> with um, consequential cumulative um, establishment of, of a higher energy, higher vibratory field in that space becomes a sacred space by the work done therein. So uh, that's a little bit like inhabiting the room you live in or your house, taking spiritual ownership of your space. And that's very important. <clears throat> uh, if you don't, you can be unwell in a certain space um, indefinitely because you haven't really uh, filled the space with your love light, with the love light that can come through you uh, by <laughs> some kind of spiritual working in that space. So I recommend that. 80.3, <clears throat> some questions about negative entity. Don goes, has our fifth density visitor 
been less able to affect the instrument during our more recent workings. And remember that some of the more recent workings in the late 70s were very long, uh, 40 exchanges, 40 plus. And so <clears throat> this is an interesting uh, update or status check on how's the negative entity doing, how is the protective ritual um, being effective, uh, what are the dynamics of the continual 5D negative attack? Ra explains, we shall answer in two parts. Uh, firstly, during the workings themselves, the entity has been baited, B-A-T-E-D, baited to a great extent. Secondly, in the, great, in the general experiential circumstance of your space-time experience, this fifth density entity is able to greet this entity with the same effectiveness upon the physical body complex as always since the inception of its contact with your group. This is due to the several physical complex distortions of the instrument. However, the instrument has become more mentally and spiritually able to greet this entity with love, thereby reducing the element of fear, which is an element the entity counts as a great weapon in the attempt to cause cessation in any degree of the raw contact. So we can get um, a primer <laughs> or, or um, a brief advanced lesson on the ways and intentions and activities of negative entities and this 5D negative entity uh, by this response here from Ra 80.3. Number one, <clears throat> there's the um, assessment of the effects of the negative entity during the workings themselves. And Ross says that during the workings themselves, while Jim is sending love light, and Don is focused on questioning, and Carla is in full trance and protected, the entity has been baited. Baited um, <laughs> doesn't mean in its normal way these days, but uh, limited, I would say, or um, held and um, kept at bay, kept away to a great extent. So during the sessions themselves, a negative entity, or during a working, a negative entity may um, stay on the periphery because it simply can't come in to the field closer or affect the people or the person more significantly because of the, the strength of the love-light field. But after the session, before and after the workings, um, it may make its move. Then Ra goes to the second, which is, I think, before and after sessions, in the general experiential circumstance of your space-time experience, meaning in the rest of your life outside the workings, this entity has been greeting the whole group, um, or actually greeting this entity. This entity, sorry, means Carla. Has been greeting this entity. Ra talks about um, effects on the other members, but at this point, Ra's just talking about effects on Carla. Uh, before and after the session, uh, sessions, uh, this entity has been greeting Carla with the same effectiveness, meaning not much differently in effect or potency as before at the physical body complex level. What about the mental spiritual? But on the physical complex, um, it's pretty much as effective as it was before since the inception of the contact. And that's basically due to the pre-incarnative body physical complex limitations, distortions that Carla um, had by her free will. <clears throat> and so that's an interesting point. 
we all have body complex, physical complex limitations or distortions or distortions that are associated then with limitations or weakness or imbalance or insufficiency um, in illness, you know, or some kind of um, weak place, weak spot, weak function. And even if the mental spiritual levels of our being are well protected or off limits and unsafe for the negative entity to um, work upon, they may the negative entity may still work upon the physical. So clever negative entities look for the weak spot and attack there. They look for your weak spot. Uh, this is interdimensional, and this is not what most people are facing. Uh, Carlos, you know, the five D negative entities, sophisticated and well developed, and found the weakest spot, which was her physical complex. Later, I would say in the sessions, um, the contact, uh, it became Don's mental complex or mental spiritual. But here it was her uh, physical. And it's simply um, kind of um, karmic law, karmic metaphysical law, or karmic law as it affects um, metaphysical dynamics of contact or negative contact, that the physical complex distortions of karma, some of which were chosen before birth and some of which were inadvertently chosen by a love over wisdom bias during the incarnation, meaning overworking or inadequate self-care or inadequate care and uh, attention to body, driving herself too hard. But all those limitations and body issues were therefore consciously chosen or chosen by self. Um, Therefore, they may be on limit or available for the negative entity to work on. But then there's the mental spiritual levels becoming more mentally and spiritually able to greet the entity with love. You know, may you be well and happy. I send all those that wish to harm me, I send you all love. I send you love and light and wish you all well. Because I do, actually. But, you know, (laughs) that's, um, the the sincerity of that is important to whatever extent we can get there. Uh, That itself is mental spiritual protection. And it reduces fear. And so that's an interesting association. Greater love, less fear. Lesser love, greater fear. So the person who's full of rage is usually full of fear because they're heavily love deficient. They are greatly in love deficiency. The one who's full of rage is the one who's full of fear, and that's the one who lives without love and isn't loved. And nobody loves them. Hmm, I wonder why. Could be because they're full of rage. Hmm. And they manipulate and they play tricks, and that's their life, and they get paid for that. Paid for hurt. Paid for harm. Wow. How about that for a life? How about that for a life? Paid to do harm. Mm-mm. Not nice. <laughs> you will answer. <laughs> you will answer to your soul. Not nice. So the greater the fear, the lesser the love. The greater the love, the lesser the fear. And so the ones that are totally fearless are the ones who are uh, of maximal love, but not only love, also wisdom. And by that crystallization of love wisdom, that's the true adept. Um, that one um, lives in in the power of you know heavenly father, Yeshua and the heavenly father and the savior and the Sotter and the word. 
the power of the one is available to the one who um you know is is fully committed to harmlessness love and wisdom knowing clarity and um all power is available to that harmless one and that one doesn't have fear uh, because you know they fully commit to the love of, of the one uh, and those that are more um, aggressive and, and harmful, the hurt people that hurt people, um, are heavily um, bound and tied by, um, by chains of fear. And so fear then is an element that the negative entity counts as a great weapon in the attempt to cause cessation of the raw contact or harm her in any way harm her, you know, to stop the raw contact by weakening her body or demoralizing her. And so, um, don't underestimate um, the power of love to uh, to be protective as it helps us be free of fear and um, wherever there's a weakness, a negative entity will attack and so they are as effective as we are negligent. And so, uh, but it is very, very effective and very real to sincerely send love, light, and wish well all the negative entities and all the astral planes and all the humans that seek to do harm and control and manipulate us. It's very helpful. Uh, And one can know it sincerely. Uh, 80.4, Don asks, Don says, what is the reason for the fact that the entity is able to act through physical distortions that are already present and opposed to being unable to act on an entity who's had no physical distortions at all. And so this is actually, it's a little tangled formulation, but it's a great question. Why, what is the metaphysical basis for the um, accessibility to the negative entity of the physical distortions present in Carla? Why are they? Why can he act upon them? While, in the question, a negative entity can't act on an entity who has no physical distortions at all. Of course, that's a little confused. Everybody has physical complex distortions of some sort. Uh, everybody has lower chakra blockages. Yeah, actually, somewhat. And uh, but what is the principle? What is a metaphysical principle in play? whereby a negative entity has, um, has, excessive, has access to uh, physical complex distortions that, that, one, that any one being has. Ross said, the key to this query is the term distortion. Any distortion, be it physical, mental, or spiritual in complex nature, may be accentuated by the suggestion of one able to work magically that is, to cause change in consciousness. This entity has many physical distortions. Each in the group has various mental distortions. Their nature varies. The less balanced the distortion by self-knowledge, the more adeptly the entity may accentuate such a distortion in order to mitigate against the smooth functioning and harmony of the group. So that's the principle that that I mentioned. The less balanced we are as a result of negligence and lack of self-care, lack of self-love, lack of a time 
and a commitment of paying attention to our blockages, to our pain, to our troubles, to our problems. The less we pay attention um, to what is in need of care and love and balance equals the less balanced one is by self-knowledge. The less balanced our distortions are by self-knowledge. So self-knowledge is balancing, right? The truth shall set you free. The truths of self-knowledge, self-knowing, knowing oneself well is balancing. The less that's done, the more adeptly or the more access the entity has to accentuate distortions. So they accentuate distortions. They can't create them, but they can accentuate. And that can mitigate, That was the point of that was to mitigate <clears throat> um, against smooth functioning and harmony of the group and um, any kind of attack on us uh, that is deliberate or even unconscious, actually, by another, uh, is to um, prevent or damage our own well-being or smooth functioning and harmony of the individual and the group. And so <clears throat> the point is that any distortion we have, physical, mental, or spiritual, in complex nature, meaning in physical, mental, or spiritual complexes, complices, any distortion in any area, which is basically any <laughs> any blockage in any of the seven chakras, okay? That's what we're talking about. But particularly one through six, may be accentuated by one who can do magic, by a black magician, right? So the, the, the only ones that accentuate distortions are black magicians, obviously. So a black magician or one who is on the negative path doing, you know, service self magic, can cause changes in consciousness by accentuation of our distortions, meaning um, exaggeration of, of chakra blockages and imbalances and uh, manipulation of where we are in excess or deficiency. So for Carla, she has many physical distortions. For the others in the group and her and all of us, there are mental distortions. The nature of them varies, yes. And so mental distortions such as uh, low self-value, low self-esteem, tendencies of self-punishment, self-blame. Uh, Over-self-estimation, pride and arrogance also. Uh, <clears throat> emotional neediness or emotional suppression. Um, social ambition or social disdain. Any kind of, uh, you know, any chakra blockage, particularly second and third, would be associated with mental distortions which can be accentuated by negative entities and they can work upon them and so they'll find your weakness and work upon them that's what they do so <clears throat> and again the principle is the less balanced uh, the distortion or the less balanced by self-knowledge that we are the more the negative entity or any attack will be effective so to become untriggerable uh, to become free, you know, the, the, the greatest, the one of greatest protection who is fully protected is the one without distortions. <clears throat> and that's the goal. Uh, but we can certainly continue on that way uh, by paying attention to where we're blocked. Going on. 80.5 says, as Ra well knows, the information that we accumulate here will be illuminating 
to but a very minor percentage of those who populate this planet presently, simply because there are very, very few people who can understand it. However, it seems that our fifth density visitor is, shall we say, dead set against this communication. Can you tell me why this is so important to him, since it is of such a limited effect, I would guess, upon the harvest of this planet? Since it seems to me that those who will understand this information <clears throat> quite possibly already will quite possibly already be within the limits of harvestability. <laughs> Meaning, <clears throat> why is it so important to the 5D negative entity to stop the contact or harm Carla and reduce the quality of the contact when the number of people who will be reading the raw material is so small <clears throat> and by that small audience uh, would have, Don guesses, a limited effect upon planetary harvest. Uh, and those who will understand the information will quite possibly already be within the limits of harvestability, meaning already harvestable, meaning mainly wanderers <clears throat> are reading this material, which is the case, and wanderers are not here to achieve our harvestability, but to help, you know, offer love light and our own personal development um, in this time. So <clears throat> why is it so important to the negative entity to stop the contact when it touches so few people that, in fact, are already, um, you know, in the of the development sufficient for harvestability? So it isn't <clears throat> um, for the purpose of stopping those people from hearing the raw material. There's something a little bit more going on. So, Ra explains this um, basis, um, the, the motivation and um, choice of target, uh, the basis for target selection of the negative entity. Ra said, 80.5, purity does not end with the harvest of third density. The fidelity of Ra towards the attempt to remove distortions is total. This constitutes an acceptance of responsibility for service to others which is of relative purity. The instrument through which we speak and its support group have a similar fidelity and disregarding any inconvenience to self desire to serve others. Due to the nature of the group, the queries made to us by the group have led rapidly into somewhat abstruse regions of commentary. This content does not mitigate against the underlying purity of the contact. Such purity is as a light, such an intensity of light attracts attention. <clears throat> and so, Ra explains what the point of attacking such purity of light or purity of intention uh, might yield to the negative entity in 80.6, where Don asks, what would the fifth density visitor help to gain for himself if he was successful in terminating the contact? Ross said, as we have previously stated, the entity hopes to gain a portion of that light, that is, the mind-body-spirit complex of the instrument. Barring this, the entity intends to put out the light. And so we're talking about moral, motivational, characterological purity of intention, commitment, degree 
of commitment to service to others, service to all. Pure service. Love, wisdom-based, self-offering service. Uh, the purity um, of their commitment um, is what attracts or um, establishes a certain metaphysical light uh, or a purified light an intensity of light that attracts attention. So purity of motivation in moral um, commitment to be of benefit to all without, uh, you know, which far overweighs the desire to take care of oneself for personal, you know, pleasure or well-being. <clears throat> that purity of commitment, moral commitment, is is a metaphysical, you know, establishes a metaphysical light with a certain intensity that attracts attention, regardless of how many people hear it or see it or read it or how many harvestable, non-harvestable people are in the, um, the receiving public of the raw material books, the Law of One books. That's not what attracts the negative entity. It's the uh, metaphysical light of the group. And so, first they say, the fidelity of Ra towards the attempt to remove distortions is total. Um, you're not going to find any channels that talk that way. <clears throat> but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> some people uh, don't have um, sensitive taste buds. Uh, the fidelity of Ra towards the attempt to remove distortions is total. And um, I think that speaks for itself and explains itself. Their commitment... Uh, to attempt to remove distortions. They didn't say their skill is absolute. They didn't say the, their fidelity towards removing distortions because all they can do is attempt. And based on the efficacy of the attempt comes the degree of removal of distortions in, in, in practice. But their commitment, their fidelity, their loyalty... Uh, the high fidelity of Ra towards this attempt, because that's all we can do is attempt to seek. We seek, which is an attempt um, to release lower chakra blockage and develop blue-green, you know, green-blue indigo in balance. That's our seeking. That's our attempt. Uh, what happens with it, <laughs> we can't control, because we're not above our process. We're in it. And the result will be as it is, <clears throat> as it will be. But their fidelity is total. And um, there are not many people who speak that way. Then, and so, that, that, that total fidelity to the seeking and attempt to remove distortions, that is um, to illuminate what is and um, assist in, you know, <laughs> presenting... Um, transformative truth, the truth that is the basis for self-transformation for all those who make use of it. This fidelity uh, constitutes uh, acceptance of responsibility for service to others of relative purity. So, total fidelity <laughs> to that work um, or any degree of commitment we have to PATH, which really starts at home. You know, if you want to save the world, save yourself. If you didn't save yourself, how much can you save anyone? Or if you can't, 
you know, heal your own mental, emotional wounding, how capable are you or we in doing, in, in helping others do that for themselves? You see, we can't heal them. We can help them heal, our, heal themselves, but we can't heal them. We can teach, but we can't do their learning. But we can only teach what we already have learned, and we can only help them in their healing to the extent that we've healed ourselves. And so, this, but, but the moral commitment equals uh, assumption, willing assumption of responsibility. That is, um, th- that, that establishes some degree of purity in light, in, you know, when, when thine eye is single, thy body shall be full of light, this kind of view. Um, but there's this equation then between the degree of commitment to truth and self-development on the positive path and the establishment of metaphysical light. Same thing with Carla, the instrument, also have similar fidelity, not quite total, but it's similar. And don't disregard inconveniences to self. Desire still to serve other. And so, you know, wandering on earth is an inconvenience to oneself. <laughs> Being on earth in this 3D group with these people is an inconvenience to me and you, I would think. Actually, you'll see when you finish this, you will realize what a sacrifice has been made. But, to some degree, we have dis- we disregard the inconvenience and come here and are here. And that is some degree of purity or some degree of commitment to service to all. Uh, but <laughs> don't don't forget how much um, we've lost in coming here. If you're a wanderer, it's really true. Then um, it's also true, basically, given the maturity. Um, th- these are pretty mature souls here, Don and Carla and Jim. These are really quite mature souls, okay? And they're, due to their nature, the queries made to them by them, made to Ra by Don, formulated by you know, assisted by Jim and Carla, or at least Jim. Carla may not have had a hand in the formulation of questions, but at least, uh, certainly, due to their mental spiritual development, the questions have led rapidly into somewhat abstruse regions of commentary. That's also true. And that, that degree of being abstruse, or the fact that very few people will read it, very few people on planet Earth have read session 80, or 90, or 102, and so, but that's not a that's not an issue. The content or the the um, very small size of the um, interested uh, the small market size, the small market share of this information also doesn't mitigate against underlying purity of contact. The purity is is of those involved, Ra and the LNL group. That purity is a light. It attracts attention. The negative entity hopes to gain a portion of the light that is a portion of mind-body-spirit complex of the instrument. How do you get a portion of her mind-body-spirit complex? I'm not sure. But it's probably some um, intelligent energy flowing through her seven-dimensional vehicle. See, mind-body-spirit complex is a seven-dimensional vehicle. It isn't the self. It isn't the one that uses the vehicle. The one that uses the vehicle is the one. The one uses the vehicle. 
of the seven-dimensional mind-body-spirit complex, mind-body-spirit being this totality complex. Uh, the negative entity wants to put out the light or stop the contact or kill her or have her kill herself or take some portion of the light, which really means um, uh, mm, <clears throat> steal, <clears throat> steal or reroute to itself some portion of the intelligent energy flowing through the seven-dimensional vehicle of Carla or anyone under attack. So now we're getting into the real nitty-gritty of it. 80.7, Don says, I understand this up to a point at which that point is, if the entity were successful in either of these attempts, of what value would this be to him? Would it increase his ability? Would it increase his polarity? <clears throat> By what mechanism would it do whatever it does? So these are... <laughs> so this is totally... This shows you what... what um, questioning on the fly looks like uh, okay um, the the um, the group is attractive or Carl is attractive because of the intensity of light or purity of of moral intention uh, and it wants to take some of this light if we you know concretize it into some kind of a substantialized purity of intention or consider the energy dynamic, the energy aspect, right? There's consciousness and energy. There's sentience, nama, rupa. So the nama <laughs> name is moral purity. Uh, the rupa, the form, is some portion, is a quality of light or intensity of intelligent energy or vibrational field of seven-dimensional energy. Vibration, you know, complex of some blend or balance, some some complex of seven-dimensional energy fields. That's the energy or the light the entity wishes to take, okay? Or intelligent energy itself flowing through the seven-dimensional vehicle of Carla or the group, the members. Okay? Those are ways of talking about it, uh, and it's pretty subtle. So what's the value to the negative entity of, uh, you know, uh, kidnapping or rerouting some of the light? Uh, how does it increase polarity, and how does he do it? And Raw, uh, 80.7, explains, saying, Having attempted for some of your space-time with no long-lasting result to do these things, meaning to increase his polarity or take the light, the entity may be asking this question of itself. The gain for triumph is an increase in negative polarity to the entity in that it has removed a source of radiance and thereby offered to this space-time, offered to this space-time, meaning 3D, the opportunity of darkness, where there once was light. In the event that it succeeded in enslaving the mind-body-spirit complex of the instrument, it would have enslaved a fairly powerful entity, thus adding to its power. And, um, yes, these things really do happen, and um, there are two ways they that an adept white and black, positive, negative, works with intelligent energy. One is radiance, the other one is absorption. The one, Ross said, that for the positive entity, things come through them. For the negatively oriented entity, things come to them, or they seek to gain and absorb and uh, uh, hold and keep for themselves. The way of greed. While the positive way is the way of radiance. Things coming to and through, or uh, love, light, intelligent energy, uh, being radiated freely, and and so 
the positive the, the positive adept is the one whose benefit um, is completely associated with uh, their their role as a receiver transmitter or um, tra- a radiator of love light. The, the one that radiates receives and then offers out. And their salvation, their well-being, their richness in any level, their wealth, material and spiritual, their wealth is measured by their capacity to receive and transmit, not by their quantity of stored uh, materials. Uh, hoarding and storage is not the way of the positive adept. So for the negative entity, number one, <clears throat> they've, uh, this, this entity has had no long-lasting result or positive, uh, you know, no success in robbing Carla or stopping the contact. Uh, what is their gain? Well, yes, the, the purpose of taking some of that light, um, gain a portion of that light associated with their purity or seven chakra development, purity of intention. Uh, to gain such light release, results in an increase in negative polarity to that negative entity by either removing the source of radiance or you know, reducing the radiance uh, what does that do? <clears throat> it offers, and Ra's, you know, Ra's always talking about how everything is a, an offering of the creator to the creator. Uh, the the value <laughs> to humanity or this 3D space-time realm is the opportunity uh, offering to the space-time, meaning 3D humanity and uh, this planet, 3D space-time realm, the opportunity of darkness where there once was light. Hey, hey. So... That's great. They're offering opportunity of darkness. You can say that uh, human leadership <laughs> offers humanity the uh, opportunity of evil, confusion, uh, enslavement, and deception, uh, and uh, injustice. <clears throat> and so uh, 3D humans, or most people living in this world, uh, karmically deserve, uh, unfortunately, uh, the, the service to self-leadership they have we have there is here is deserved by the karmic stream of the souls of humanity they don't deserve better but they don't deserve worse Uh, and that doesn't mean they're good or bad but um activity polarized activity has consequence we're not talking about on identity we're talking about consequence of um skillful less skillful activity and if you act harmfully um, you will receive harmful consequence. That's just the way it works. And so the, ne- the, the entity wishes to take some of that light uh, to gain in negative polarity. It can do that by either removing Carla as a source of radiance and ending the contact, killing her, and or um, enslaving her in the same way that we talked about earlier, much earlier session, where she was kind of lured out of body to follow a negative entity off to um, probably negative, um, you know, f- negative 5D time space, and then would have to incarnate. And that kind of enslavement of a fairly powerful entity um, that is confused is a very is a great boon for the negative entity. Doesn't happen very often, um, <clears throat> but you can get a sense that. 
where we have blockage, there they shall attack. Where we have distortion, there we are vulnerable. There they shall accentuate distortion to, in the case of a positive adept, sort of like Carla and their work here, uh, rob the light <clears throat> or uh, cease or reduce their radiance. Uh, and that certainly increases their negative polarity and offers the, an opportunity of darkness, an opportunity of um, diminished light on this plane. Uh, and so this was a very big deal. And it's not that, um, f it doesn't matter that few people are going to read the raw material. It didn't matter that uh, the people who would read it are mainly wanderers who don't have to worry about harvestability, frankly, because uh, we're already sufficiently committed to, you know, green, blue, indigo to be okay. But <clears throat> it's the quality, uh, the, the metaphysical quality of the LNL group and the nature of the contact itself that attracted the negative entity. And um, I want to just do, I want to just jump in and then we'll end um, with 80.8. And because this sort of bridges the discussion of the negative entity and, and the attack on Carla. Um, with the archetypes of the spirit complex uh, 15 to 21, this, the spirit cycle, spirit complex cycle of archetype cards, nodal positions, uh, 80.8 .8 gets us in, um, and next week we'll, uh, we'll go further and complete the session 80. Don says, I am sorry for my lack of penetration of these mechanisms, and I apologize for some rather stupid questions. But I think we have here a point that is somewhat central to what we are presenting, presently attempting to understand. So I, even though my next questions may be almost unacceptably stupid, <laughs> that's very harsh there, I will attempt to understand what this power that our visitor seeks is and how he uses it. For it seems to me that this is a central to, that this is central to a, or to the mind and the evolution of it in which we are involved you see, you can see his own psychodynamics a bit here. It's really quite self-critical, unacceptably stupid. Um, all stupidity is acceptable, it seems to me. When we're stupid, we're just stupid. <laughs> it happens. It's a part of our uh, limitations. And goes on, he says, As this entity that is our visitor increases his power through these works, what is the power that he increases? Can you describe it? Or dot, dot, dot. Actually, the, the negative entity that was attacking them or doing psychic greeting was not increasing his power, and that was the problem. And that's what Ra had, meant, had kind of indicated above. He was seeking to increase his power and continue negative on the negative path, uh, but it wasn't working, it wasn't successful. But what is that power? And so now we get into um, the philosophy of intelligent energy or the ontology of intelligent energy. The ontology of intelligent energy means the nature of, of the substance or essential nature of intelligent energy itself. What is it? Well, we can say it's vibration. We can say it's, you know, um, the product of infinite will and infinite love at the logoic level or intelligent energy or the one infinite creator's infinite will um, fertilizing its infinite love 
generating light, intelligent energy. So it's essentially of boundless uh, love power, or power love, or will power love of the one, seems to me. Ra explains it in their terms and says, the power of which you speak is a spiritual power. The powers of the mind as such do not encompass such works as these. You may, with some fruitfulness, consider the possibilities of moonlight. You are aware that we have described the matrix of the spirit as a night. That's card 15. The moonlight, then, offers either a true picture seen in shadow or chimera and falsity. The power of falsity is deep, as is the power of as is the power to discern truth from shadow. The shadow of hidden things is an infinite depth in which is stored the power of the one infinite creator. The adept then is working with the power of hidden things illuminated by that which can be false or true. To embrace falsity, to know it, to seek it, and use and to use it gives a power that is most great. This is the nature of the power of your visitor, and may shed some light upon the power of one who seeks in order to serve others as well, for the missteps in the night are oh so easy. <laughs> and um, Don follows up, and that's where we'll end, is 80.9, saying, Are you saying then that this power is of the spirit and not of the mind or the body? Ross said, 80.9, the work of the adept is based upon previous work with the mind and the body, else work with the spirit would not be possible on a dependable basis. With this comment, we may assert the correctness of your assumption. (laughs) Ra is pedantic. And so they're saying, yes, (laughs) it's a power of the spirit, which is really six and seven chakras, if you want to uh, put it, put the the three complexi, the complices of mind, body, spirit into the seven rays. Seems to me we're talking mainly about head chakras six, seven. Um, the work of the adept certainly uh, succeeds work with body, with mind and body. Mind first, then body, then spirit, which is an integrated working of mind, body, spirit. The spirit working is not just six and seven. But the working of six and seven, as they coordinate and integrate and unify the seven, all seven, into one. And so, yes, previous work goes on with mind-body. Otherwise, spirit work is not possible on a dependable basis, meaning there is not dependable uh, contact with intelligent infinity or access to intelligent energy. Contact intelligent infinity, six, seven linkage access to intelligent energy, six-ray activation, and then coordination with lower centers, coming out, you know, as love, healing, comforting, coming out as wisdom, clarity, knowing, coming out as radiance, four, five, six. The um, result of contact with intelligent infinity, six, seven, is access to intelligent energy, six-ray, that then comes forth into manifestation through four, five, or six, in the ways of healing, and uh, wisdom teaching um, illumination uh, of knowing, um, mind clarity, and then pure love light, unified radiance, non-dual, and um, much more subtle, six-ray itself. So the three manifestations of intelligent energy that come after um, 
established, stabilized contact with intelligent affinity, 6-7, which come after the work with mind and body. Powers of mind don't encompass such works as the magic done by uh, white or black magicians. Um, Rob brings the analogy of moonlight and says, okay, there is the card 15, Matrix of Spirit. Um, Matrix of Spirit just happens to be also called, I believe, the devil. And um, uh, it's really... Uh, Ron explains later in the session, we can't get today, why it's called the devil. Um, it is nothing devilish about it, actually. Which just shows more human confusion or occultist deception, as uh, one example of many. Powers of mind don't encompass the works of spirit, and there is a certain power that is available for those who are working in, with unified spirit, mind, body, complices rather than mind-body only. There is um, access to intelligent energy that fifth ray touches that fourth can't. Well, I'll talk about this. And um, uh, one can't be an adept unless on a positive path, unless one um, first clears the lower, the lower triad by love-wisdom, and then um, strengthens and... Um, you know, maximally develops or keeps developing strongly green-blue, the blue-green center, transpersonal mind, heart-mind, and then coordinates that with six. And so in terms of moonlight, matrix of spirit, card 15, or night, uh, this moonlight, which is sort of a, a, to me, it's kind of a poor analogy, but Ra likes it, it offers either two things. One, a true picture seen in shadow or a chimera and falsity. Chimera meaning a false creation or a false um, illusory um, like a mirage almost. And so in the darkness uh, the rope looks like a snake but in the daylight we can see it's just a rope. Uh, so there's either a true picture seen in shadow uh, or falsity. And then talking about the negative path or those who are on the negative path they're using the power of falsity. It's as deep, it's deep, it's as deep as the power to discern truth from shadow. And so the positive path um, gain, you know, has access to intelligent energy or the aspect of intelligent or ac intelligent energy is accessed by a commitment uh, to discerning truth from shadow and falsity for those on the positive path. For those on the negative path, their access to intelligent energy is associated with their commitment to the power of falsity or to the way of falsity. This then is um, um, the, the negative, the embracing of falsity, to know it, to seek it, to use it, to give the power that's most great. You know, to, to do pure evil, to do all that is wicked, gives a certain power. Crowley know that, all these people know that. Crowley didn't uh, benefit too much from it now. <laughs> He's not doing too well on the astral, but that doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, to embrace the false uh, and to seek a 180 degree reversion or reversal of reality or accurate um, accuracy of truth or um, non-manipulated existence as is, to establish a 180 degree reversal of that gives great power. 
So Ra said, the power of falsity is deep or is as deep as the power to discern truth from shadow, which is our positive way. Then the shadow of hidden things is an infinite depth in which is stored the power of the one infinite creator. That's a poetic way of saying things, but the shadow of hidden things. Um, you can say that the material world is a shadow of hidden things. The hidden is time-space. The um, shadows on the cave wall um, reveal the source of the shadow for those who can see. And that is, I think, what Ra means by the, um, the shadow of hidden things being an infinite depth in which is stored or in which can be found the power of the one infinite creator or unlimited access to intelligent energy and it's only negative entities that want to like you know plunder the storehouse think this way but uh, there is power in shadow there is power in truth there is power in embracing falsity and by shadow of hidden things one can use that to discern truth one can use that to go on the negative path also the the working with shadows so ross said the adept then is working with the power of hidden things illuminated by that which can be false or true what does that mean it's very super uh, esoteric so both positive and negative adepts will be or are adepts because of what they do and what they become what they do is work with the power of hidden things um what is a hidden thing it's um, that which is non-visible, that which is um, subtle. They work with the power of the subtle. Uh, the hidden things are illuminated by that which can be false or true. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how what they mean by that, but <clears throat> hidden things that are false or true, well, there's hidden falsehood and there's hidden truth. Um, there's time-space energy fields that are associated with um, that are accessible to the adept who seeks truth and consciously rejects truth, both. So for the negative path, they embrace falsity. They know that they're living lies, or they know that their way is the way of lie and deception. They know. The adept knows that they're lying. And those that are uh, inferior on the negative path get trapped in their own lies, and then they have mental fragmentation. But those that are highly along, they know they're lying and they mm, enjoy the power of falsity. They use it, they know it, they seek it, they seek the reversal of, um, of existence <laughs> and uh, the, the universe is that which should be put into order in their view. So the nature, of your vis- the nature of the power of your visitor is the one that embraces falsity, knows it, seeks it, uh, and seeks the power of hidden things illumined by falsity, or um, using the perversion or reversal of truth that becomes falsity as their means of accessing intelligent energy. And um, this is, uh, you know, the reversal of what those on the positive path or serving others are doing. Uh, but it's also true, Ross said, that, that many people, many positive adepts get into trouble. Missteps in the night are oh so easy. So working with the matrix of spirit leads to a lot of problems for a lot of adepts. Uh, 
And so next time we will look a little bit more at missteps in the night uh, or problems of uh, those on the positive path that are working, the adepts, positively oriented adepts working in matrix of spirit or working with six and seven chakras, missteps or self-binding and self-harming and limiting and um, increasing distortions and blockages of the seven rays associated with uh, positive adepts making missteps in the night which are really uh, getting into trouble with their uh, utilization of intelligent energy associated with six chakra activation which really means they still have lower chakra blockages and are playing with fire and get into a lot of trouble so next time we'll pick up actually at 80.10 and uh, finish this session looking further at matrix of the spirit and the way what is spirit complex or how can mind you know by the limitations of language and our mentality how we can understand what spirit complex is and what matrix of spirit specifically is and what positive and negative adepts are doing um, associated with being adepts and the nature of illumination and the nature of working with intelligent energy so it's very heavy stuff here so thank you for being here uh, sorry I speak fast um, but if we if the mind is slow we can we can ride with the fast so thank you so much uh, I appreciate this opportunity please take good care of yourselves and good night